Hi, welcome to Call Your Girlfriend. A podcast for long-distance besties everywhere. Um, Usually we are long-distance besties, but today we are in the same room. I know, we're cheating and I love it. (laughs) I love the idea of starting this off on, like, the right foot, which is actually kind of the wrong foot for this podcast conceit. Um, I know, but, you know, it's like looking into your eyes and podcasting, it's, it's... It's kind of exciting. It's really bringing this relationship to a new level to do this across a microphone. And um, I have wine. Yes. It's a generous pour. Yeah, that's a very adult (laughs) pour. Um, So I am in Brooklyn right now in in Amina's apartment, in your apartment. Um, Wait. Cheers, Anne. First podcast episode (laughs) that might actually launch one day. Yeah, so I, I'm I'm sitting in your apartment in Brooklyn, which um, I admit has been a little bit trying for me. New York, like, not a very easy city. I have grown soft. As I said to you a couple weeks ago, I don't fuck with inclement weather. And I walked over here, like, a half an hour ago, and I, like, couldn't even keep the umbrella open because there was wind and rain, and, like, my bangs look like I blew them dry with, like, a big 90s round brush. Like, they, it's just, like... I know, and that is... You've grown really, really soft. I mean... Aren't you, like, supposed to be from the Midwest? I thought you people were the only people who successfully made it in New York. Oh, my God. But the thing is, you're not always outside in the Midwest. I mean, and the other thing is, there is a Midwest, like, like saying, there's no bad weather, there's only, like, bad clothing. Um, okay, cool. <laughs> but I'm just saying, my wardrobe is totally geared for California. That is the problem. I only have, like, one warm weather thing, and I'm getting sick of, so sick of wearing it. Uh, smug Californians, you know. <sighs> I love smug Californians better than I love smug New Yorkers, though, I will say. And I live in New York. I mean, you guys are allowed to be When smug. our avocado intake gets low, there's, like, no accounting for Listen, right now, there are no avocados, there are no limes. This is the brave new world that we're But this in. is really the inherent tension of this podcast anyway. That, like, we, then in truth, though, we have been friends for five years? Yeah, whoa. I know. Really? Five? I know. We're like we're like right up on our anniversary. In fact, I think it was a few weeks ago. No, I think it's next week. It's next week. It's on our calendars. It's sometime in May. Let's not have this fight in front of the front of the public. I think so. I think you're right. <laughs> okay. Um but but you know, three of those years have been long distance years. So um but yes, this this inherent tension of who is smugger, the New Yorkers New Yorkers or like or Californians. You know, like, as an international person, I don't really claim... You don't support that paradigm. I don't, yeah. I don't, one, I don't support that paradigm. I really think that anywhere you live is where you make it out to be. Like, I've lived all over the world. American cities are not very exciting to me. Um, I'm stuck here for now, making the best of it. Uh, (laughs) Here being America. Yes, here being America. When Barack Obama sets me free, um, you know, like, I will be moving somewhere else. Um... (laughs) Oh, even longer distance. I mean, you know, longer distance or you can come with. I think you're ready for an international stay, you know? I think I think it'll transform you. Are you my college counselor? Like, <laughs> like, I think you're ready for an international experience. I think so. Okay. Yeah. Um, I mean, 
Okay, now that we like we're boring, we've talked about the weather, we've talked about where we live. Um, well, you mentioned Barack Obama. You've you've had some Obamacare struggles. Um, so I am having real Obamacare <laughs> struggles, and I think that I can admit to them now that you know the website has rolled out, and um, you know Michelle seems happy in all the interviews. But here's the deal: I left my job. And the one thing I asked them was if I could keep my health insurance until the end of the month because I wasn't ready to fuck with the, like, ACA deadline that mm-hmm. was looming really early on. I read a lot of internet, but I was, like, not prepared to wade into those waters. Um, I'm really glad that I did because for the last week I've been trying to sign up for Obamacare and, oh my god, it's the hardest thing in the world and it's going to turn me into a Republican. I've been on the phone, like, collectively waiting at least two and a half hours the website is shit. The UI is still shit. Um, but it's okay. But also, so, like, let's say, I mean, so as someone who went through the whole process of, like, getting insurance on my own in the pre-Obamacare era, the only reason it wasn't hell for me is because my father, like, is a small-town insurance agent, and I could, like, call someone at his office. Like, for, for, oh for civilians. I could have called Big Terry. Big Terry, Big Terry would have, would have hooked you up with his health insurance person. Oh my god, I was trying to be independent and cool. I, like, read all the online explainers, because, you know, explainer journalism is big now. Oh my god. Um, Everybody, what is explainer journalism? Oh Why God. does it always have a series of bold subheads? Why does it lie to you about the ACA? <laughs> Even Bright Republicans experience. like the ACA now. Um, they just don't like calling it the ACA or Obamacare. You know, whatever. The website is bullshit, and the whole like sign-up experience has been really, really... But really the point cool. is, the, the experience of signing up for insurance is totally shitty, and that is a problem that is like like I don't actually think is compounded by Obamacare. It's just sort of like now that's the way most people are experiencing it. Like if you had decided to go look for insurance on your own, pri- you know, without the help of like my 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 very my father's like all the skills insurance skills he could marshal, um, you would have had a hard time. You know, this is why I don't fuck with administrative tasks, man, and why I think I'm going to stay employed in office world forever because I can't handle overhead like. Some Somebody else has to do this work. Um, P.S. IRL, IRL podcasting update. Your wine glass is empty already. Put it down. <laughs> you can tell you've had a rough day. I've had a very rough day trying to sign up for healthcare. If you choose it, just use it. They can't refuse it. No pre-existing condition could ever make you lose it. So tell a friend or a random guy. I've got a game changer right here that saves lives. So uh, don't stand in diddle on my healthcare's chisel. It's chock full of top-notch healthcare for fizzles. We'll cover all your fizzles, your dizzles, uh, and your fizzles. Now while you figure that out, it's back to that carousel. Um, let's see. What else has been going on? Oh, (laughs) this week in menstruation research. Oh my god, did you read that article? But the headline obviously, like, grabbed me because, again, explainer journalism, lol. It was like, why do I poop more when I'm on my period? (laughs) And you were like, inquiring minds click. 
I was like, excuse me, I thought that was only like a me problem. But apparently, ladies in the land have been like asking. But doesn't it make sense? I always think of like... No, Anne, it doesn't make sense. I don't know how period science works. I mean, I just feel like everything is is like, mu- all the muscles are moving down there. So and are like, you admitting to the fact that you also poop yes, when you have course. a period? Yes, of course. I just feel like that when there's like very active lower abdominal muscles, they just like other, there's like collateral damage. Yeah, so this article was actually like very sciencey. Um, duh. As opposed like, to my explanation. Yeah, as opposed to your explanation of just like compressed insides. But I didn't know that the reason that you got cramps is because like blood was actually like cut to your uterus. I mean... Ah, the body is disgusting. The body is disgusting. I also read, um... Oh my god, our awesome... Our awesome... What are you, Gina? Our awesome behind-the-scenes woman producer, I Gina mean, Delvac. Yeah, Gina is the magic that makes the podcast happen. Hi, Gina! Hi, Gina. Our editor and all kind of all kind of radio whiz um, sent us an amazing uh, thread on Quora, which is, like, something I don't really dabble in, but, like, occasionally there's a very brilliant, like, thread on Quora, which was sort of like, okay, why do we really get our periods? And a zoologist answered in, like, the most brutal way about, like, how human, like, reproduction is not geared to care about women at all. And I was like, ugh. Like, you too, biology? Like, at two, biology? Like, even you are, like, geared against us? The answer is it's all miserable because it's prioritizing the fetus, like, not you. Whereas, like, other mammals prioritize, like, the woman. Anyway. Um, so yeah, so all of this, I... <laughs> That's so crazy. Um, you were telling me that there was a period story in that Sally Ride Oh yeah, yeah, so I spent the last 24 hours, like, binge reading a biography of Sally Ride, America's first woman astronaut. Um, for... <laughs> Explain to us who Sally Ride is. Yeah, exactly. She actually used to sign letters jokingly a... AFWS or like America's first woman astronaut like as like a joke to one of her friends. Anyway, um there were there were a couple of very interesting anecdotes in it, but one of them there's this whole section about like NASA struggling to adapt to women like after her astronaut class actually featured five other women. But uh there's this amazing anecdote where like NASA's engineers who at that point are like mostly men are like trying to figure out what to do about periods in space. And like no one even asks Sally like how is your flow? Like they don't even know how to ask that question. <laughs> Instead, they hand her this like personal hygiene packet that is like absolutely stuffed with 100 tampons and that because you're going to be an anti-gravity, she pulls them out and they're like connected like a string of sausages. <laughs> like all the strings are connected. And like and they were like Yes, she's going up there for seven days. Like, even at the height, even, like, on, like, a couple heavy flow days, like, 100 tampons. Not to mention that Sally Ride is in heavy astronaut training and not even menstruating at the moment. <laughs> um, anyway, so that... And then there's also this amazing line where, where NASA engineers wonder how the, sort of, space commodes are going to handle all that mucus women secrete. Oh my god. And it, it's like, that, that, that isn't a thing. Like, women don't secrete weird mucus. Why do you think that men, like, know nothing about periods or, like, refuse Ugh. to learn about it? It's and these not are scientists, weird. too. Yeah. Like, I don't get it. I don't know. I mean, it is pretty gnar. Like, if I didn't have to, like, if it weren't coming out of my body, I don't know if I'd go make the effort to you learn. You don't think that you would care that there was blood coming out of something, like, three, you know, like, three to five, you know, <laughs> ten days to my endometriosis sisters <laughs> out there. <laughs> <laughs> you know, like, coming out of your body? You don't think you would care? I mean, care? I don't know. I mean, I like to think, who's to say what kind of, like, man I would be? Wow, this is a really inter- this has gone in a really interesting direction. I would like to think I would be the sort of man who would, like, care about, like, being knowledgeable about that sort of thing, but I don't know. Yeah, just the men know, like, nothing. It's so shocking to me. 
Yeah, really they don't. I mean, I, I feel like I feel like if um if we did have a like a late night show hosted by a woman like stopping men on the street to ask them questions about like women's anatomy would be an amazing segment. No, it's true. Like I saw a man at the Duane Reed like buying tampons and he looked terrified when we locked eyes and I was like, this is a scene out of like bad movies. Mm-hmm. This is not supposed to happen in real life. Right. Like be like grow up. Just grow up. Oh, have your wife order that shit from Amazon and like, I mean, you don't have to deal with it again. Real but, yeah. real talk. But but yeah, like even if even like like NASA like biologists cannot understand, it's like what hope is there for the rest of us. <laughs> Beyonce on the cover of Time magazine. Oh, I have so many feelings about that. So, like, clearly, you know, congratulations, Beyonce. Because it's the 100 most influential people list. We should yes. say that. 100 most influential people list. She looks good, but like, then it's a new. Then you consider the context. You know, she looks really good, but I thought it was really dumb to have her in her underwear. I think that if it was anybody else, I would question whether you know, like, the celebrity had signed off on the photo. Knowing how crazy just, like, Beyonce staff can be about that stuff. Mm-hmm. You know that she has to have seen that photo and still thought, yes, this is exactly how I want to be seen by the world. You know, which, again, you know, it's like, Beyonce, it's so much to learn about, like, lady feminism, like, situations on the internet. You know, but I guess at the end of the day, like, who really cares, right? But it still, it still sends a message that was, was like, very disappointing to me. This sort of brings up something that I've, like, I've been thinking about a lot lately because I have, like, worked on a couple of them for, like, assignments, but, like, the power... Are you getting power- naked on an, a cover story? Oh my god, reason? if only. Um, <laughs> if only. For CJR. No thigh gap. There's gonna be, it's just gonna be, like, a solid, like, don't worry. I pledge to you today that if I'm ever sh- wearing a bathing suit on the cover of a magazine, there will be no thigh I go. Okay, cool. Unless my legs are really far apart. Unless you know, I'm doing, like, power stands. Listen, you can have thigh gap if you actually have <laughs> it. That's what I'm if saying. you don't have it. The only way it. I have a thigh gap is if my legs are really far apart. So unless I'm, like, spread eagle on the cover <laughs> of a magazine, there will be no thigh oh gap. Oh my god, fingers crossed. Um, okay, back wait, to But anyway, things. no, no. So the thing about this list, is, so it's like, she's just the cover person. People are sort of saying that it is the, she is the time most influential person. It's not. She's one of 100 people yeah. on the list, and she's just the cover person. Um, so, you know, by the by principles of magazine journalism, like who's willing to get the most naked? It's not Pope Francis, you know. <laughs> I would um, buy that magazine. I mean, right. However, like side convo, you and I tear into Pope Francis. We can go there later. Um, like, but but you know, I do think that the her appearance on a list like that is is a good thing. I think that recognizing cultural power alongside like political power is like a good thing. Mm-hmm. But the point is these stupid media lists that like we are all tempted to just be like whatever it's a dumb arbitrary list are just like these self-fulfilling prophecies. Like you as someone who has appeared on a very powerful list Forbes 30 under 30. What? How embarrassing. I, I'm sorry I'm doing it. But like you know like that like ha- like has really tangible results. Like people who make lists look to other lists and people yeah. who look to hire people look to lists and it's just been made really clear to me that it is bullshit but it's kind of bullshit that matters and so in that sense like I am really happy to see someone with cultural power and I'm happy to see like a woman of color you know making an appearance at the forefront of that list yeah no I mean I would be curious to see you read some of the write-ups about some of the women in there because even the Beyonce one like Sheryl Sandberg never once talks about her looks um, but the Megan Kelly write-up is, um, God, what is that douchebag's name? Uh, Britt Hume, is that his name? Yes, maybe, that guy, Nightmare. 
Right. I struggle with Megan with a Y. I'm a I know lighter. Megan with a Y, like not relevant to me, right? But also like <laughs> Megan with a Y. I like I'm very conflicted about her. You know, because we're feminists, we have to support her. You know, like in general, but also like were she to die in a fire, would I be sad? <laughs> Probably not. But so she like yeah, the hit in his write up about her, like the whole point is how just beautiful she is. Ugh. And the first time that he saw her, he you know he like looked at his wife and is basically like. You know, I'm I'm heavily paraphrasing here and was like, this smoke show is going to be great on Fox News. Oh my god. Is what happens. And I don't know, that was like very disappointing to read, even for, you know, like from conservative right. like people, right? It's like, it's 2014. You would really think that some person would edit him and be like, hey, like focus on the facts. You know, Megan Kelly, I don't love her, but is she good at her job? Like extremely good at her job. Hang on, what else is on our list? You gotta have an agenda when you're, like, talking so far away all the time. Yeah, when you don't talk to someone, like, I mean, like, we do talk every day, let's be real. Um, but, like, when you are not, like, in regular, like, like, oh, I see you all the time for, like, a, like, a concerted hangout, you gotta get in the important bullet points when yeah. you do talk. Um, this is my third glass of wine. I know, you are just burning through this. Although these, look, there's a lot left. There's totally I know, there's a lot of wine left. Also, Obamacare, it, like, really scarred me today. Um, so, another thing about being in New York that I have to kind of, like, resist is, like, I'm normally, like, n not at all tempted to, like, randomly spend money on things. You don't consider, like, online shopping. But I just do don't. like, reckless. <laughs> but I don't do a lot of reckless, reckless online shopping. You know, people at your old address would beg to differ. So let me... <laughs> it's the fact that every once in a while, and by every once in a while, I mean a lot of times, <laughs> she will drink a lot of wine and drunk a shop and still have that stuff sent to her old address in Washington, D.C. Where are friends Gabe and Michael now live and are always like horrified by the vintage things I've purchased on Etsy like while drunk. Oh the other thing the shocker that shouldn't have been a shocker headline that I read today was um was actual actual news vetted news um NPR's coverage of this study where they did a blind test they sent university professors cold emails from a variety of fake names that were that were of of the sort that were like from like a student address where they were like hey like I'm a student here and I'm really interested in what you do like would you have coffee with me or can I stop by your office hours and what was the surprise conclusion surprise the conclusion <laughs> is that random professors always like the response rate for names fake people the, the letters were all the exact same response rates for people with names that sounded white and male were like far higher i don't know the percentage but shocker i know i'm so um, shocked but college. but here's the thing here's what i wanted to talk about we're, obviously we're zero percent shocked by this because it confirms like the resume test from ages ago that that people with black names or like ethnic names do not get i'm making air quotes you can see mina can see this and you can't i feel like it's air quotes tone you should hear it get fewer responses but the thing about the study was like even when they sent even, like, women professors, for example, showed the same bias against emails from women. And black professors showed against, a bias against, like, names that would read culturally as black. That is so fucked And up. that is what really fucks up. Like, honestly, like, if I, okay, I get some email. Like, I don't get a ton of email, but I get some email. <laughs> you know, if someone is like, I'm a white guy who goes to Columbia J School, it's like bottom of the pile. I'll get to you I in, know, like, but, three like, weeks. You know, I mean, granted, like, we are in violation of a lot of equal opportunities. <laughs> Um, situations where, yeah, you know, like for me, it's not interesting to want to help like some white dude with a white sounding name, right? But that stuff is, I mean, 
mean, it's shocking and not shocking because I was reading about this other, about, um, you know, like female compensation and how even women want to pay women less. Yeah. And how just like that whole, it's like, yeah, it's like women think of women as less, men think of women as less, like there's kind of nowhere to go there. But I don't know, like, I don't know how you change that stuff. I'm, like, absolutely not shocked by these studies. But I'm, I just also, I just don't, also don't know, like, where you start to even change that in academia and in hiring practices, right? Like, I obviously have my own way of how I deal with it. So obviously I was tweeting about this after I read it. A writer for the Harvard Business Review tweeted at me her article about attempts to overcome bias with stuff like this. And there are, like, things you can do, like, from an HR perspective of, like, with, like, blind hiring and whatever. But, like, it, that stuff applies to more, like, formalized processes. Like, one reason why I, like, thought this study was so great is, like, it's the sort of type of informal connection that actually makes a difference to getting a job far more no, than, totally. like, will like, you open my application. get in touch with your professor. Right. And maybe, even, maybe we should just all change our names. Yeah. And then we can all be, like, white dude names. Well, it's funny, because it's something that I actually have a lot of, um, like, I really regret when I was younger in my career not cold emailing people I was impressed by, like, particularly, like, women journalists who I really respected. My college boyfriend, who was also a journalist, was really good about, like, emailing, like, people who I thought were just, like, oh my god, they would never answer an email from me. Like, you yeah. know, people who were writing, like, features for Esquire at the time or whatever. Oh my god, and the confidence gap. And they all, oh my god. Right now. But what I was, yeah, exactly. <laughs> this is total confirmation that, like, you know, I have no idea what would have happened because I didn't try. But I did spend a lot of time being like, oh, you know, you, you failed your, you, your younger self failed you because you didn't, like, reach out and, and make those same, like, casual connections that he did. And I think this made me feel good because I was like, oh, maybe they wouldn't have answered it anyway. <laughs> okay, listen, com uh, confirming, like, weirdo biases. I don't know, you know, as somebody who has, like, a very unusual name already, mm -hmm. I feel like I lost that race, like, a long time ago. So it's not something that I like to dwell on because, you know, like, again, like, who knows? Um, who knows what will happen? But... Yeah, I do have a very unusual name. People always pronunciation check your name with me. It's like when they're scared to ask you. I'm like, I know, they never I, ask me. I know, know they so always like, say it wrong. I'm just like, oh my god, like calm down. I've already made my name as easy as it is. What, do, are you going to say it for the listeners at home? Um, say what? Say my name. <laughs> <laughs> you acting kind of crazy. <laughs> and calling me baby. Um, I'll be like, you can just call her baby. <laughs> I mean, it's not hard. It's just, I mean, not too so. But it gives people, like, all sorts of just, like... No. Uh, yeah, again, like, Americans. I'm just like, it's not that hard. But also just ask me. Just ask me how to, yeah. like, freaking pronounce my name. And people never do. Or it will, like, butcher it completely, you know? And I think, like, we've talked about this. It's also the reason that I go by Amina. I think that that's, like, one of my biggest regrets is when I started college. I was just, like, very, um, you know, I was, like, really self-conscious about having a different name and how it was so hard for people to pronounce that I was just like, you can call me Amina. Like, it's, it's not weird. Like, Amina is the Arabic version of my name. When I was growing up in Nigeria, a lot of people called me Amina. It's not crazy. But from a professional standpoint, it really annoys me that I've mm -hmm. had to go there because I feel like I made it really easy for people right. who never make anything easy for me. But so. your internet presence is very Aminatu. I mean, you know, SEO, baby. I mean, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> you and that woman with acid burns are the only two relevant Aminatus. Yeah, so you know the other Aminatu, she... Um, Which would be an amazing thing for you to write about someday, by the way, the, the other Aminatu. Well, I feel like I can maybe not write about it because the way that I got the URL to my name <laughs> is I'm pretty sure because she went to jail. <laughs> um, she is this, like, Western Sahara activist, you know, 
much like nobody knows what the fuck Western Sahara is, but so Western Sahara is this country that Morocco won't let be great. And so this woman, Aminatu, so high dart, we even have like, she even has the same last name as me. She's been fighting the Moroccan government for like something like 20 years. She also would not let me be great online because she kept being the highest search result for me. And so I always keep an eye out for, you know, like when the Moroccan government is fucking with her and when she was in jail for an extended bout of time, I guess her her um, URL registration went stale. <laughs> and Namecheap let me have that sucker for very cheap. So um, I feel terrible, but I feel awesome. You know, like... I don't know. She'll be okay. She's like, she's going to be on the cover of the Time 100 before me. So I think that like... I wouldn't fine. I wouldn't put money on that. You never know. You never know. She's like the Aang Suki of Africa. Like, she's going to get it. I really... I mean, so this named conversation is really interesting to me as well because um, I, I'm really fascinated by the... Like, I, I want someone to do a sort of something about the number of people in number of celebrities who have changed their name. Like, like, cause the, the day, so, so today I, I, I read this study about, about, um, how people essentially react to names and their prejudices play out that way. And then, um, uh, Donald Stern- Sterling, the Clipper, yeah, the Sterling. Clippers owning owner changed his name from something that I looked know. too ethnic. I found this um, out yesterday. And I was like, Oh, it's cause you know how racists think. Like it wouldn't even <laughs> occur to me, but you like, you totally know that they're screening for that shit. Um, but I just, like, I kind of, I'm, I, I know that there are, like, many, many celebrities who have changed their names, but, um... Yeah, they're always changing, like, last names or going by something really dumb. Yeah. I feel like Katy Perry, is that her real name? That could not be her real name. I think it might be. It sounds too quaint. I think it might be. But, um, but, but, you know, it's, it's interesting, like, I, I would love, I would love to sort of talk to, especially, um, you know, it seems unfair to ask celebrities who are already like representing a super underrepresented group of people like why did you decide to change your name like to something like Mindy Kaling springs to mind well so I told you this right like when you go through the whole um asylum process in the United States they um you get like a couple of opportunities along the way to change your name and so this is and it's basically why a lot of Asian Americans all have like very American names Mm -hmm. um for assimilation purposes they let you do that and so it's a question for me that every step, like, when I was going through the process, that would always come up, and then now that I'm, um, you know, like, on the path to citizenship, thanks, <laughs> OBD. Uh, this is so weird. Yeah, no, but every once in a while, somebody would, you know, somebody is like, hey, like, do, your name sounds really complicated, weird, no ethnic person, like, would, do you want to be, like, Tiffany, you know, like, Smith? And I'm like, no. My name and, and my SEO are, like, very important to me. Would you add a middle name, though? A vanity middle okay, name? Okay, listen. I want a middle name so bad. My family's Muslim. Muslim people don't really have middle names. Um, I want something really expensive, like Porsche or uh, Cartier. Like, who knows? Danger? I, I was going to go with Danger. Danger or Downtown. I'm, I mean, not too Danger so is kind of an amazing name. I've been thinking about it. Um, <laughs> I want, like, a really obnoxious middle name. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think, you know, in the name modification game, that's how far I would go. But it was really shocking to me just how, like, they're, um, you know... Coercive? Like, yeah, people are people are so happy to have you change your name into something that's, like, very convenient for and, like, and palatable mm-hmm. for a, and your American audience to tell and how there's so much pressure to do that. For professors um, screening your emails. Yeah, for professors screening <laughs> your emails. Had I known this, you know, the first time that I was offered it, I would have definitely changed my name to something, like, cooler. But, you know, like, I don't know, my, my first name, at least, is very important to me. Like, mm-hmm. family, like, all that paternal bullshit, not really. 
But, um, you know, my name carries a lot of history. It's something I'm really proud of. And, yeah, not going to let go for a while. Um, it's funny because when I was little, I got really mad when I would ask my parents why they named me Anne. My mom was like, it was just the simplest, most classic thing we could think of. But now I look back, I'm like, smart moves. Smart like, moves. getting my app- not, application open. I'm probably not going to have children because, like, many reasons. But I always think that, like, if you're going to have kids, you want to name them for success for, like, the post-college years. <laughs> and I feel that, like, kids don't understand that. So you might have to be, like, you know, three-letter Anne and be really sad about that. But I feel like post-college, that shit has served you really right. It, you know, it hasn't served me wrong. I wouldn't <laughs> say it served me really right. But, like, I, I, I feel like I've come around. When I was a kid, I was so disappointed. Like, all my friends who were, like, Jessicas and Jennifers, I was like, I'm Did so Did you jealous. really want to be a Jessica? I totally wanted to be a Jessica. Number that's one so, most coveted name. That's so weird. Yeah. Also, my best friend was named Jessica, so maybe it was just that thing where, like, girls are just envying each other. Who's the other famous Anne Friedman? Thomas Friedman's wife. <laughs> Do you get mail for Woof. her at all? A friend of our, a, a, a mutual person we both know. Um, once you have friends in common with Thomas Friedman's wife. No, I was talking about you and me. Okay. Someone we both know. Who, <laughs> <laughs> Excuse me. Who I I will not name. Um, there was a, there was like some I think it was like a New Yorker talk of the town about Thomas Friedman and his wife Anne with no e, and he this friend of ours or person we both know emailed me and was like. Yo, when did you marry Thomas Friedman? Oh my god. <laughs> and I was like, Killing I was like, fire. I seriously, I sat there with the email open just being like, are you serious? I don't know how to respond to this. Maybe, like, anyway. And so I obviously have a Google alert for it. And it's obviously <laughs> a very frequent middle name. So like Carol Ann Friedman's are like tearing it up in Pottery Studios in Michigan. <laughs> and like Leslie Ann Friedman's are being elected to city council all over the place. But um, but I'm really just, I'm I'm pretty flat out dominating the, the plain Ann Friedman market. Like all the handles, all the SEO. <laughs> I think that I'm getting to the point where I've had like too much wine now. Um, we might be at the end of our list. Is the I other know. thing? Is there anything else we want to talk about? I don't know. I'm super excited about starting this podcast. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I think that the format is going to change <laughs> week to week. There will probably be less wine. We're gonna have guests. We're definitely gonna have guests. But mostly, I'm like excited. You know, as a way to like catch up with each other mm-hmm. and like figure out what the fuck we're doing um hey Anne, I'll talk, I'll talk to you in a couple weeks oh my god I'll talk to you in a couple weeks probably actually long distance I'm so glad we forged I'm so glad we forged this in person I think we should cheers again wait cheers <laughs>